0: Stephen, I've got the weight of the world of supporting You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on my shoulders, and I thought maybe, just maybe, to lighten the load on my back, we could give our fellow listeners and enjoyers of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast some ways to help us out. What do you think?
1: Well, I'm not normally in the habit of lightening the load on your back, <laughs> but, you know, if people want to help us, they sure can. How can they do that, Zach? The first way is to support us
0: on Patreon. If you like what we do here and want to help us take it further and get all kinds of extra content, give us money at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. If you don't want
1: to bear the brunt of our debt, you can appreciate the fruit that we bear to you by going and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Yelp, Google Chrome Podcast (laughs) Reviewer, or whatever you can. And that's going to help us get seen. And the more people see us... The more that we want to be seen, the more that we see you. You can also hang out with us on social
0: media every week over on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at YouCan'tDisappointPod. Also, go ahead and give a subscribe and thumbs up to our YouTube channel,
1: where we also post the podcast every week. If you want to hold our hands as we walk down this community memory lane, you should shoot us an email over at Can'tDisappointPodcast at gmail.com. You can send us your MVP, your favorite funniest moment, and trivia for the episode we're about to record, and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah, we don't do the show live,
0: but nice try, buddy. (laughs) Thanks for supporting us, and let's get into this week's podcast.
1: (laughs) You said this was a two-bedroom. It is.
0: One, two. Yours is a blanket fort. An awesome blanket fort, but still highly flammable, so no candles. What do you think?
1: Tweet it? tweeting
0: it welcome everyone back everyone boy and girl young and old but not too young
1: and not too old gotta be this can't be this
0: (laughs) welcome to you can't
1: disappoint a podcast like, That's not normally
0: how I say it. I don't know
1: where that came from. point, a pod, cool cats. I like that.
0: I'm not going to hate on... I'm going to try to... I'm going to make a conscious effort to be nicer to you when we Ooh. do this, Steven. Because typically, you would say something like that, and I'd be like, all right, yeah, f*** you. Uh, so yeah. let's start the show. So I'm going to try <laughs> to effortly... What? I'm going to try to mm-hmm. put towards effort to treat you like an equal to treat oh, you like wow. a human being that has feelings, uh, I think I'm going to start a new leaf. Aw, thank Are, you. Is there anything that I do that you like? Want me to? Want, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be do this, well, if I'm gonna be do this, if I'm going to be doing this, <laughs> you want to go
1: all the way? Oh, I definitely want to go all the way. Well, I mean, if if you had read any of the letters that I wrote you the last, give me the cliffs notes. Give me like the if you could
0: compile all hundred and twenty-seven of them into one tweet. <laughs> what would well,
1: it say? Here, here's the main thing. Is, yeah. you know we do this as an audio podcast, as you keep telling me. Um, but we're on a, a Zoom call and we can see each other. Yeah. Right now. Um, and it's one thing if like you know you flip me off every once in a while or like give me a thumbs down. But when you started making like posters that you put around mm. your room saying yeah. mean things about they're me, they're vulgar. They're really, yeah. really obscene. They're vulgar. some That's of the why drawings. Whenever we do video <laughs>
0: content, uh, my room is so bare. It, it's because it's just absolutely covered in anti-Steven hate speech and, and not the kind that you would expect or the no. kind that you would hope.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's somewhere it's pretty, in between. It's pretty creative also, if I do yeah. say so myself. I, I had to Google some of the the words, and boy, (laughs) is my internet search history ruined now. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everyone. What a way to kick off a show.
0: Uh, I'm Zach, and it's Monday. On pod, I'm
1: just another Zachular Craig. (laughs) Zachular Craig. Uh, (laughs) um, Hi, I'm Stephen, and my window's closed, and I've got like six cans of paint open right now, so we're going to see how this goes. Uh, hopefully, well. Let um, me know when the ladies show up. Uh, they've been here for a little while. Wow, right, that's honest. nice. Mm-hmm. They're not the ones Pierce had though. They're a little more surly and <laughs> and and, and they give really rough massages.
0: That could be nice. I it feel like sure I could, could, could use be. a really rough. Ma- I thought I thought you were kind of into that sort of thing.
1: I thought I was too.
0: They don't respect my safe word. I want to give a shout out, as always, to our $10 and up patrons at patreon.com slash Podcast. Those are Mary Baker, Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, and Michelle LaPena. If you'd like to be added to that list, we've got all kinds of fun stuff going on over there every week. And you get the show
1: early. All kinds of fun, right? Yeah. It's it's more fun than a, than a pun gun in the sun. Yes.
0: And of course, I would be remiss Bun. if we
1: didn't bring up
0: uh, a, a man who who has been heavy on our hearts this week. Our community father at communities on Twitter. I I don't know if uh, if, if you guys heard, but uh, Pop Pop, uh, he's been in the hospital with a with a severe case of uh, what is it, Stephen?
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you see, the man who has had more fun in the sun with yeah. his pun gun. Than anyone, he has <laughs> he has birthed he funds. has
0: birthed so many thousands of community <laughs> children that yeah. there are certain parts of dear pop's body that we hate to say it are just being wrecked. Yeah, um, <laughs> so he's in the, do the hospital. Your floor exercises every yeah, day. Yeah, he's getting the he's getting the the I don't know.
1: His butt put ki- back in. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's getting the kendall surgery. It's just, you know, it's just gonna be rounded
1: his prolapse has relapsed oh my god and as we lapse <laughs> we, we do not laugh
0: i didn't think there was any more untapped potential in this but i think we've, we found something yeah. uh thanks for the support <laughs>
1: communities we're really confused by it <laughs> it's amazing that we're not blocked yeah by him at this point because it, it it's ventured from admiration to something else and i really don't know what that word is no, but it's but. still
0: definitely with strong admiration yeah i mean that many children on anyone's body is just <laughs> a marvel of yeah. medicine let alone uh, a cis male mm-hmm. it's very impressive so congratulations, communities. Just wanted to give you a shout out. <laughs> Our very own special Papa Seahorse. Uh, let's move into things. What a weird start this has gotten off to, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for it. How are you I doing, like buddy?
1: I'm good. Hello. Hi. Hi.
0: <laughs> it's always weird to do these introductions because we've been talking to each other for like an hour or more leading up to this, but now it's like, oh man, it's so cool to see you. Uh, Zach, how's your week right. been?
1: We have been talking to each other for a while. Where are we doing
0: that? When we saw each other, or are we plugging the Patreon? I was plugging the Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs> if you want to see us when we're happy to be seeing each other, <laughs> that's where that happens every week. But also, uh, Steven and I saw each other in person. It's a rare thing that happens, and mm-hmm. we got to have a little hangout
1: session this week. Or we did. Last week it was, this it was nice. We played a little Mario Kart. Yeah. That was fun. I hadn't played in a long time. Yeah, it was really fun. It was good to see it, and it was
0: a surprise. I woke up to to a really dirty text from Steven, but the the heart of it was I'm going to be in town. Do you have a little bit of free time? And we met up, and it was great. Uh, yeah, we should have was... milked it for some sweet
1: content. I know though. we should have like made a tape or something. Nick yeah. mix or sex, either one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> musical, whimsical, physical. Either kind. What's um, new in the dance world? Um. Nothing much. I've got a competition at the end of next month just with a student though because uh, my friends, are, <laughs> someone we know is getting married and so wow. I have to be in the wedding on Saturday so I can't compete professionally, unfortunately. Uh, oh, actually, there's an event uh, as people listening to this on Wednesday. Danny and I are doing a, a performance there, but it's like a student thing. It's called Newsome Twosome, and I know that – that gruesome Zach and I two-some. have had some gruesome twosome some yeah. experiences, but yeah, so it's a thing where students do like we sure many did long used to
0: call ourselves that, didn't we?
1: Yeah, and we do. The, the, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad people can't see it.
1: <laughs> what's new with you, Zach? What's, what's what's been happening in your neck of the
0: woods? You know, it's been an annoying week, an annoying and slow week, but I'm glad to have. Greendale, and that sweet little baby boy face that I'm contractually obligated to be sixty to ninety percent nicer to on a weekly basis uh, to come to at the end of a, an annoying week to mm-hmm. to hang out and think about something fun instead for a while. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, my phone was on vibrate, not totally silent. How oh, unprofessional! I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so, Mom's Zach, dead. have you have you been watching anything good this week? I know you're just saying that
0: because you want to talk about something. It's so absolutely just do true. it. Just say what you uh, want to say.
1: So I finished a show this week that aired this summer called Odd Taxi. It's an anime. Um, oh, really? It on... Anime? I didn't yeah.
0: Know that, I didn't know that you had fallen into that.
1: I know. I haven't talked about it in a while on the show, so you know, I had to bring it up again. Um, this is a show you guys should definitely watch. It's kind of like a mystery. Um, it's about this taxi driver and kind of some of the people that come in and out of his life because of that. There's a whole uh, mystery where there's a missing like high school girl, and it's really kind of shady, and you're not sure like what happened to her, um, and it's really good. It's it's described as like the um, a mystery. Yeah, I'm s- paraphrasing what I read somewhere else, uh, <laughs> but it was a good description of it. I mean, um, isn't that what we it compares to all kind do? of Knives what? Out, yeah. um, In terms of like the way that it's layered and you know, it kind of keeps you guessing, but also like the dialogue in it is very very good kind of paste in like a tarantino or like coen brothers kind of way um but it's really good and here's here's something that i'll say uh all the characters happen to be animals but it's kind of like a bojack Horseman <laughs> oh, thing where it's not no. really important to the story
0: oh no <laughs> i really like how you were like okay i'm gonna say all the really cool things about this that makes it sound super interesting and here's the other thing that I like. It's about animals. About I don't know other, why every it's time it's I talk about a deal. show
1: on here. The people are animals, but it's not a thing. I promise. <laughs> I, uh, they have. So the, the, like, the taxi driver is like a walrus and it's more so. Whereas in B stars, you're supposed to think of them as like, OK, this is like a wolf and that's like a part of it. And this one, it's more so that the animals uh, represent kind of the person.
0: Yeah, I'm just kidding. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't matter. BoJack Horseman is a phenomenal yeah. show, and it's about animals that have
1: sex with people. It's true. That is, there is like a very disturbing moment in, I think, season four of BoJack when like Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are fighting, and she like rips off his shirt, and he's all buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about the television program community. Speaking no of shirts being ripped off and being one. all buff, I don't think. <laughs> Does he rip his shirt off in this episode? I think he just pulls his shirt to show the outline of Ab, Mm -hmm. is what we get. I feel like it. We're talking about season three, episode seven. It's studies in modern movement. Hashtag Annie's
1: move, everyone. Tweet it. Hashtag Annie's move.
0: Tweeting it. It was directed by Tristram Shapiro, who I think might have the most directing credits of anyone on Community. And it's written by Adam County, who previously wrote Aerodynamics of Gender. Intro to Political Science, and after this one, curriculum unavailable, and it originally aired on November tenth, two thousand and eleven. I, I was really. really... Like... Oh no, you go first.
1: Uh, I was gonna say I really like uh, political Finishing science. It's a good senses. one.
0: Yeah, it, it, political science is really good. The other uh-huh. ones, uh, I don't really remember curriculum unavailable. I think that, I think that's a good one. But aerodynamics of gender was probably in my. Bo- it might have been in my bottom five of mm-hmm. season two. Surely, what did you
1: think about this week's episode?
0: Well, before we figure out uh, what we felt about it, let's do oh, some no. trivia.
1: Trivia time! I was act excited trivia. to dive into this one. Oh yeah, what's the flavor of the week? We haven't had
0: an act trivia flavor of the week in Fortnite.
1: I know they uh, some things got lost in the mail, uh, but I just got a big tub of there was uh, a Jamie Lee Curtis juice. And... FDA thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um this week's act trivia flavor
0: you got to ask for it from the back now it's not on mm, shelves yeah. <laughs> but if you go it's also into not a, refrigerated if you go into a Stuckies, they got it in the let's back just at, just slip them a five for slip them they a got five it
1: up. let's see <laughs> hmm <laughs> okay, so this week we have a special blended flavor. Oh. Um, it's two, like, kind of leftovers that they just kind of mix together. We've got the 4th Economica. of July um, American flag pocketed jean shorts uh, <laughs> blended with everyone's favorite. Mm. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> you, you got me on the edge of my seat. Uh, <laughs> trash bag full of vaccine papers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Full
0: of, like, the cards that people get after they got their shot? No, shirt.
1: like the the wrap that's around the needle when they, like, take it off before sure. you stick you with it. Mm. I, do they have a distinct taste? Yeah. <laughs> well, you just took a little slurp. How is it? Uh, it's
0: thick. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone knows that Actrivia is the only yogurt <laughs> brand that used to be legally sold in supermarkets
1: that comes complete with fully formed curds. Well and it's really interesting because no matter how long I left it in my freezer, it's constantly room temperature, Zach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah attributes like Twinkies, you know you put that shit away for a long time anywhere, and it'll be the exact same when you pull the tab. <laughs> <laughs> that is of course their official slogan. Ha <laughs> ha Anyway, let's do some <laughs> trivia. Let's
1: do it. I have four this week. I've got
0: five. In All fact, right. at a point, I had to say I'm going to stop looking for trivia questions because I'm going to end up with too many.
1: Wow. So Go give for it. Two. Yeah. Who peed mm-hmm. on Britta's car? Oh, that was my first question. That would be
0: spaghetti. And also in the opening, what is Jeff doing after this? What's he doing after? What, what are you doing after this? Oh. I love the look of defeat. I don't on your remember. Face. It just makes me feel so warm. He's yeah. going to do some
1: boot cuts, maybe a blazer. Oh, nice. Okay. Go ahead and give me one. Um, what's the name of Jesus' song about race mixing? I almost used
0: that, but I didn't. It's called Don't You Do It.
1: <laughs> what
0: magazine term is surely worried will rear its head? Ooh. Wow. We've been doing so well the last time. I know. I can't remember. Weeks.
1: What was it? Schwimmer fatigue. Schwimmer fatigue. Nice. <laughs> um, what is the name of the planet that Horsebot 3000 gets Troy and Annie to in the intag tag? Is that Greendalia? It is Greendalia. What did the boys order at lunch?
0: Steven. I'm so disappointed in you. I'm so disappointed in myself. How's the next segment going to go? I'd have, hopefully <laughs> better.
1: Uh,
0: Nothing? Think about it. What? They're at the Mexican restaurant?
1: Oh! What uh, the? <laughs> did Steven watch the episode this week? Go. You said the boys, we'll and that. I was thinking Troy and Abed, and I was like, when the f*** did they go to lunch? Uh, but you mean the Dean Appreciate and Jeff. Um,
0: oh, my God. You're still not going to come up with anything. I can feel it.
1: Jeff ordered for the dean. Yes, and he had something with a cute name. That's all I got. <laughs> Jeff will be having a siesta salad and an iced
0: tea, and the gentleman will have a top-notch O's and a watermelon margarita.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I for shame! And are you out deep of deep.
1: questions, or do you have? I one have more? one more. Okay, who is Jeff's fake primary physician? Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, because he spells it out. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't remember the name. Dr. Schroeder. Oh, I almost said something close to that. Mm -hmm. I was thinking shh, but I couldn't come up with the whole name. Okay, I have one more question for you. What song does the mariachi band play? Uh, Adios, mi amores. Good job. It sounded Italian for some reason. <laughs>
1: it did, because I said adios, and I was like, de mi amores. Wow, you got
0: two out of five this week. How did I do on yours?
1: Uh, You got three of four.
0: I'm excited. We've got a whole deep barrel of trivia from our, from our listeners on the interwebs this week, don't we?
1: We sure do. We've got uh, several emails here. Let me just go to this one. I'm going to start here. Let's see uh this one is from oh it's our buddy nate once again Howdy. who wrote in Welcome last back. time uh hi nate Glad hey you guys made it. how was nate your drive again. <laughs> uh the classic nate <laughs> that he nate. would say that that's so like him um i love this episode so many funny moments love the yeah. first bit with jeff because it was so ridiculous or well coordinated i can't hear that seal song without cracking up did you know they actually sold the hashtag annie's move t-shirts I did not know that. That's nice. I would
0: absolutely wear one of those loud and proud. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I like how this episode addresses the judgmental comments that Shirley makes here and there. My favorite funny moment is when the guy who claims to be Jesus sings his song. Mm. I also love that for some odd reason, the dean changes clothes from his first to his second scene. The second outfit was the exact same as Jeff's, which is hilarious. (laughs) Um, All around solid episode and is one of my favorite episodes so far in season three. Thanks, Nate, for that. writing in, and Nate's got ten questions for us. Oh shit! Okay, let's do. Hopefully, like I can a speed redeem round. myself a little bit. Uh, what is the first thing that Abed is shown to pack in the episode? Pass. Uh, what movie does Dean reference when first seeing
0: Jeff? Uh, ooh, it's like, uh, but even I have the
1: limit. Uh, the Lake House. Is that what that is? I think so. Nice um what types of sheets slash blankets make up annie's room two answers required there were two star wars ones and mm-hmm. maybe
0: just like a vaguely space one or a dinosaur i think i saw dinosaur. dinosaurs okay yeah.
1: i saw us the star wars looking one um what two special occasions does troy mention as being the only acceptable times for bunk beds
0: uncle's funeral and was it birthday was birthday the other one or was it something else
1: I don't remember the uncle uncle's funeral ones. But okay. I'm not totally sure. I'll okay. go with birthday. I'll rock with it. Um, wow, these are, these are these are kind of tough. Uh, what song does Jeff reluctantly request at Senior Kevin's? Adios. Uh, adios, amore. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Annie try? I almost said Danny. What did Annie try to Aww. hang up in her room? Uh, like a
0: diploma or an award? Because she like pins it to the
1: yeah. blanket fort and it tears down. It looked like a. Di- Diploma or award Maybe your or something. High school diploma? Um, yeah. Who did Troy say was sponsoring the tale of Princess Annie? That would be the yogurt that Jamie Lee Curtis sponsors. Activia! Oh, what? Actrivia! Mm-hmm.
0: There was an R. You got to listen to it. Yeah. yeah it's free advertisement.
1: You make it sound just like the real one. <laughs> um, who did Troy say... Oh, that's what I just read. Uh, How did the and we've got our own
0: celebrity spokesperson that sounds just like Jamie Lee Curtis. We've got Jamie Loaf Curtis. Jamie Loaf Curtis. No. (laughs) Jamie Loaf Curtis. (laughs) Jamie Loaf. But you say Jamie Loaf Curtis, and you're like, oh wow, that sounds like it might be
1: someone. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: that act trivia spark. Because you've got to um, be careful with it. It is, flamm- it is flammable. It, it will is let true. off electricity. It is violently
1: flammable. Does not need a spark to burst into flames. Any yeah. sort of friction on that yeah. bad boy, and it's going up. Yeah. Um, how did the dean know Jeff would be at the mall? He read his emails. Right. His Greendale email. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Pier- what does Pierce say when Annie returns to her apartment? Sorry, Annie. I had some girls, some island oh, women over. I had over. some island women over. Mm hmm. Uh, what is Jeff's excuse for crying? must be in the end tag. I liked uh, Horsepot Horse 3000. 3000. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the first thing Abed packs is a lemon. Uh, wow. It was a reference to the lake house. Cars, trains, Star Wars, planes, sports, trees, and moose were okay. the blankets in Annie's room. Uh, sleepovers. Sleepovers is in the uncle's funeral. Oh, um, sure. Adios amores. Oh, number 6, she was hanging up the Intercollegiate Debate League thing. Oh, wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then what uh the the line that Troy said for Actrivia was the girl yogurt that Jamie Love Curtis uses to poop. Jamie Love Curtis. Um then we got number 9, that was the emails And number uh oh, what he said to annie was i had some island girls over it and one of them must have slipped me a mickey yes slipped me a mickey <laughs> uh and at number 10 is he liked horseback 3000 not terrible nice nice he did a pretty good job through that you i carried you through it, you through st- it. yeah <laughs> you carried um next email from nate again hello nate what's up
0: man classic nate
1: classic nate nate uh, does this <laughs> This is Nate. My MVP is Britta for helping Annie realize that moving in with Troy and Abed is not going to be perfect, as most things aren't. Interesting. Interesting choice. Good take, Nate. Mm -hmm. Okay, next email. What's it going to be, Nate, again?
0: Because, man,
1: (laughs) You know that Nate loves sending emails. Uh, Next one's from Peep Review. (laughs) Hey, Lil. Uh, It's Annie. It's hashtag Annie's move. I can't do trivia as I am working today. Oh. I'm just a regular Joe doing regular things. Lil's name on Twitter has been Craigular Joe for a while. For a while, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I will say my MVP. Uh, what is
0: it? He says Saturday. There's like the people that there's a whole Twitter account that every Saturday tweets the image of, or the video of. It's Saturday. Call me Craig on Saturday on weekends. I'm just, just a Craigular, Craigular Joe. Dumb. Yeah, that's every
1: cute. week. Um, I will say my MVP is obviously Dean Pelton. He's such a creep, but like in a way that doesn't make me feel creepy. So that's okay, right? Right, right. Um, so many solid quotes from this episode that I say a lot and didn't even realize it was this episode. Jesus loves marijuana. Um, okay, have a great day, y'all. Sent from Jeffrey's Greendale email. Thanks, Will. Nice. Over at Peep Review. Um, <laughs> next, 80's move from our dad. What's up? Uh, hi guys. I've got. I'm glad some that he's non- able to epi- write
0: into <laughs> us as he goes through a, a long recovery.
1: <laughs> I know uh you know prayers up to to pop thoughts and prayers when i score a touchdown on on sunday i'm gonna do the thing where i like kiss my fingers and then point at the hospital he'll be like in the bleachers behind the fence in a wheelchair and like
0: right when you hit the touchdown he's finally able to stand up to cheer for you
1: (laughs) I'm glad Pa got to see me score my last touchdown. He tragically dies. By the time I left the locker room, he had already passed away. (laughs) They said he rolled out to the parking lot and just went out on his own terms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hi, guys. (laughs) I've got some (laughs) non-episode trivia for this one. What does Uh, that mean? The show's Twitter account for the episode tweeted, hashtag Annie's move when the episode aired and yeah, one of the cool. versions of the episode cut scenes included a helium-filled air couch that Troy and Abed pulled down from the ceiling to sit on. It was pretty wild. Huh. What does he mean? That that aired at a point and they took
0: it out, or...? No, I think it was just a separate thing. Just a deleted scene, or something that they, like, tweeted out in yeah. addition to the episode? I think he just
1: made it all one Oh, like they were
0: tweeting too. moving stuff, so they had little clips and things that they, they added onto it, maybe. Right? You're looking at me
1: weird. I don't think so. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I think that he said that the show's Twitter tweeted hashtag Annie's move stop. Yeah. And one of the versions of the episode cut scenes included the helium filled air couch that Troy and Abed.
0: So it's like a storyline that didn't quite make it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Don't 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 look at me like that. I'm a (laughs) human being. Also. Ted Lasso's Coach Beard is Hitchhiker Jesus, and Annie's landlord is Bruno Amato, actor and veteran who is running for Congress against Kevin McCarthy. Have a great one. It's Matt. Thanks for the the poli-sci info. Thanks, um, Dad.
0: Okay, so I was trying to figure out why Jesus looks so familiar, and I just recently finished the first season of Ted Lasso. And he, yeah, I, I didn't notice until today that it was the same guy. Cause I, was, I, I know that guy. I've been oh, watching cool. him in something recently. But,
1: yeah, he's really good in that show. Where do we put Jesus in our tier list that we did a couple weeks ago on the Patreon?
0: I don't remember. He might have been low B tier. I think so. Uh, he must
1: have been in C. It's because of the race mixing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I did bump him up a little bit. Um, uh, we, uh, oh. What is the name of Jeff's fake doctor? That was Schroeder. Uh, Dr. Schroeder. Uh, why did Rita's friend fall out of Anne Frank's home?
0: He was on Too Many Mushrooms, but the drugs made his neck
1: like floppy enough, so he didn't break it. <laughs> uh, and then where was Hitchhiker Jesus going? I don't, I know don't remember place. that. Yeah. Oh, answers. Here we go. Dr. Schroeder ate Too Many Mushrooms, and Riverside Falls was the destination. Okay. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Pops. Okay, we've got an email. Do well soon. From Will Starshack.
0: Okay, that sounds new. Yeah, I think that's Will a new think. friend. Hi, Will. Classic um, Will. <laughs> MVP. Starshack? I'm sorry. Did you say Starshack? Yeah. Is that just spelled how it sounds? Yep. Is he like a cosmic superhero? Is that like, cool? Is he like the. the Will fi- Starshack
1: is Starshack. <laughs> he's star like, Wednesday, he's like the CW. five
0: star. Dollar General, uh, or $5, I meant, $5 Dollar General, like, Guardians of the Galaxy sort of movie that they have, that a parent who doesn't quite know what Marvel means picked up for their kid that likes Iron Man.
1: Look what I found in the bargain bin, You like Will Starshack and the Cosmic Kids
0: beautiful name will if that is
1: real <laughs> um will says <laughs> yeah mvp dean or jesus what's the difference um funniest hmm. moments kiss from a woo <laughs> is that how he wrote it out that's classic starship star shack <laughs> Oh, thanks Cobra Starshack. Uh funniest <laughs> moments. Kiss from a Rose montage at the end, of course. Totally. And I'm just a regular Joe. We all Love
0: are. the show. Thanks. I don't know if he will anymore. I
1: don't know. I hope if so. will means
0: our show or community, but I star hope Starshack, baby <laughs> Starshack, star shack.
1: twinkle twinkle no, little Starshack. No. Come on.
0: We have got Come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, Stephen. I will encourage your bit. Thank I you. think
1: you should go where it leads you. Um, we've got another email. <laughs> it's Thanks, from man. Danny. Hi, Danny. What's she up? She says hello. Hope y'all are having a great day so did far. Did you
0: spell it like that, or did you throw a little spin on it? No, that's how she spelled it. Okay.
1: Well, that's cool. how she wrote it, but I know that's how she says it. So that's that's what she was writing there. Cute. Hello. Hope y'all are having a great day so far. Sorry for my not so great structured questions. Just woke up from a nap and I'm still halfway <laughs> asleep. Biggest laugh for me was Abed's delivery of, "What did I? What did I say? What, how do you say it?" He, I, clearly I'm no Danny Pudi, but he's like, "What did I say?" When Annie is talking about the throw pillows, LOL. Anyway, here oh, are my questions yeah. Yeah, with Shirley. That was really and funny. Shirley's like, it, it tells a big story. Yeah, it does. There was a whole thing that went down. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what's the name of the fake doctor that gets announced at the store? Doctor Shota No no no.
0: Announced at the store is um doctor oh. mm-hmm. Tabloikian or to something v- like that. Something weird uh in radiology. Mm-hmm. That was um, really funny.
1: Pierce said easy peasy
0: blank and blank. Was it George and Weezy? Easy peasy George and Weezy, something <laughs> like that. It was like, he, I don't know if that's a real like old-timey celebrity he's referencing, or yeah. it was like he was trying to do the celebrity
1: name joke that everyone mm-hmm. else does, but couldn't quite do it. Yeah. Um, what kind of hats were hanging on the coat rack by the apartment store? Whoa. I don't know. Pass. Uh, what song did Jeff request from the mariachi? Adios Amores. Adios, um, what are some of the things Troy and Abed asked Annie help with? Mm, where the water goes in the iron oh! and what it does. Um, What the iron is for, yeah, and how to get out Kool-Aid stains. We already checked and noticed <laughs> that it wasn't the color opposite the color. <laughs> Biggest of hugs, Danny. Well, thanks, Danny. Big hugs to you, too. Don't smother us. That's yeah. pretty...
0: It, the biggest of possible hugs. <laughs> it sounds a little. It sounds a little tight. It sounds a little <laughs> uh, conflicting. Thanks for writing in, everyone. Is that everyone, or we That's got everyone. More? Those, those are that all. That was great. That was the awesome.
1: The letters written in blood and tears that we requested. Yeah.
0: Classic Will.
1: Classic Starcraft. Thanks everyone for writing in this week. This was a fun episode to do these
0: with. And next week we're doing a really special episode: documentary filmmaking. I don't know, redux? redo? How do you say that? So if you want to write us in some <laughs> trivia episode, MVP, and favorite funny moments from that one for next week's show, send that to Can't to Podcast at gmail.com. All right, let's move on to the next thing. Steven, you dropped so many of my balls that I tossed <laughs> over to you during it's trivia. True. And now the spotlight's on. Mm-hmm. We're going to see if you really paid attention this week, and do you feel like you did?
1: Did you know that Neo wrote the song "Spotlight" by Jennifer Hudson? <laughs> is, is
0: Neo? Did he like do some bad shit? Did he beat someone up or something? I hope not. I don't think so. I hope not too. Yeah, I think he's still a judge on World of Dance. Okay, then probably not. What that?
1: What <laughs> he wrote "Spotlight" by <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. World of Dance. What is that on? Um, I think it's on NBC, but it's like I. Here's the thing. People You're really like the show, and the dancing is great on it, but I hate all the judges that are not Neo because it's J-Lo and Derek Huff, and I don't really care for either of them that much.
0: That's how I feel about shows like America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. There are so many things about it that are fake and contrived that yeah. as I get older are harder to overlook, but then every now and then there's a performance that's genuinely like awesome or mm-hmm. funny or, or spectacular. But, okay, so this season... They filmed the auditions with like a very small COVID audience, like very small. Okay. But they edited the episodes to make it look as if they've got a completely packed house. Oh no! That's giving uh, uh, like standing ovations and screaming and like booing and stuff like that. And they said they like use pre-recorded footage based off the the uh, responses of the people that were there to like mm. build the reactions and stuff. And at first, people were like, "Are they? Do they have an audience that's full with no masks?" And then everyone was yeah. like, "Wait, that looks fake as shit, and it looks fake yeah. as shit, and it makes the whole <laughs> show feel like a simulation." That's f- trash. Yeah, but anyway, we're gonna find out as a country. Did, did Steven watch the episode? Watch the
1: episode. This week? this
0: week. My phone broke, so I I, I got to catch my laurels. But you, you can just count. Don't get too comfy. You
1: can just Okay, count.
0: Steven, you've got twenty seconds as yeah. always. Studies in modern movement. Let's see what you got. Three, two, one,
1: go. Hashtag Annie's move. Everyone's gonna help except Jeff because he's at the store and he's faking sick. Dean's there too. They have an adventure together. Or Dean's gonna tell. There they go. Um, Annie's worried because Troy and Abed are young and Britta freaks her out. Uh, Pierce states he's going to fix the wall because he used to be a slumlord, but it's paint, then he trips balls, then they go to Troy and Abed's house and there's a dreamatorium, and Annie can't have a room because there's a dreamatorium there. Then they eventually make it her room anyway, but they actually make their room Stop. her room.
0: You did a lot. The thing that kind of turned me off in the beginning was you said Annie is upset because Troy and Abed are yelling. I feel like...
1: Did I say... I said children.
0: Are children? I heard yelling. I could have misheard you. It was fast. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you could have done a little more with uh Annie and Troy and Abed but you did pretty well I think recently I gave you as high as an A minus I don't think I can go that high on this one no uh I think I don't know I'm borderline B or B plus and I'm trying to be 20 to 23 percent nicer to you so I'm gonna bump it up to a B plus
1: woo woo woo
0: hashtag Eighties move what did you think? What were some funniest moments for you from this episode?
1: Um, I think the karaoke montage. I laughed really, really hard. Not just the karaoke. The... Like everything. How yeah, it all that flows together
0: thing. and the music behind it. It was a standout mm-hmm. from Ludwig. Yeah, really that was cool. great.
1: I also really enjoyed the the Abed line as well that Danny mentioned. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that was really funny. Um, and then just everything that the, the Dean did this whole episode was pretty sure. hilarious. Every mannerism, every like line. A great
0: standout. For mm-hmm. Jim Rash this week. And he's always standing out. But this one was a standout. Yeah. Let's see. For me, the, the couple of things that I wrote down were uh, Jeff ordering for the dean. And the way that, like, the dean looks at him and's like, hmm when he does it. And then uh, Jeff says, the gentleman. And then he's like, oh. Like, he wasn't expecting it, even though it's very clear mm-hmm. that he, like, made him say exactly this. And my other one was that when Pierce was tripping out... And thought he was playing the piano with hair and the hula girls. Yeah. How the logo of the paint brand was on What's the a wall sign? as a neon sign. <laughs> I just thought that sequence of this episode and almost that moment especially mm-hmm. felt like something truly transcendent from this episode. <laughs> it like, was great. What a cool sequence. Yeah,
1: that was really good.
0: That's what I got. Let's talk about it. What did you think of this week's episode?
1: Also, I'm going to have to knock myself down to a B, maybe oh, B-. Because I didn't even mention uh, Britta and Shirley and Jesus.
0: Oh, you sure didn't. Wow, thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. Uh, but I can't change a grade after it's been given. But, but you'll know mm-hmm. in your heart that that was not earned for yeah. once. Well,
1: because and... I couldn't okay. remember. That's why I was kind of fumbling towards the end. Sure. Cause I couldn't
0: remember who had a little offside. Always thing. fumbling towards the end.
1: Uh-huh. And now
0: you're just yawning. God. that came out buddy didn't get your nap in today (laughs) no not yet um so you liked it you didn't like it that was (laughs) all of that (laughs) was your response to what did you think of this week's episode
1: (laughs) i did really like the episode i enjoyed it it wasn't my favorite episode of the season you know but i think that it was in the top half for me for sure i really liked this episode and i was really excited to revisit it
0: because I remembered the Annie's Move storyline, and honestly, I think maybe I forgot that Jeff and the Dean at the mall was this one, but I knew that it was Shirley and Britta and Jesus in this one. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed it. I I think it's a little bit of an uneven episode. Yeah, But I do think it's also kind of back to using all of the characters pretty well within one episode. Mm -hmm. And also in a different way than usual. It's not like they're all together doing something and they use all of them really well. There's some real defined A, B, C plots and they use all the characters really well. It's a super standout for Jim Rash. Uh, There's only a handful of moments that don't work super well for me. I think... Chevy has some lines that fall pretty flat. Mm-hmm. Um I think Britta and Annie have some, I don't know. It it's not a favorite, but I might like it. It might be a little higher on my list so far than what you have just said. I don't know. What's at the top right now would be like uh, Remedial Chaos Theory, uh for you I think Advanced Gay yeah. and uh Competitive Ecology were like the top 3. Yeah, and, and I'd
1: say this is this is probably I like this
0: one probably better than Advanced Gay.
1: I like um I think I like advanced gay better than this one, but I yeah. think that i I like this one maybe more than ecology but it's close and I'm
0: like backwards I'm flip flopped for you on all the decisions mm-hmm. with advanced gay and competitive ecology I like competitive ecology but this one probably right below it I don't know I thought it was a good episode yeah again, it's one of those episodes we've been kind of having recently that isn't exactly a statement of an episode it's kind of just a Uh, uh, episode of what the characters are going through and then it gets so weird that it kind of becomes something bigger than that Mm -hmm. but it's a noteworthy episode because it's probably the first time that we don't get no not the first time but nothing in this episode has anything to do with Greendale really no Uh, we've seen them at like the party at Troy and Abed's apartment but we don't see them or like at Jeff's place sometimes but we don't see them often just like their weekend lifestyle mm-hmm. and the places that they're going and how they're interacting. And especially with the Dean. And I think that's a real strength of this episode. I think they do that really well.
1: It is. I think every time we normally see them outside of Greendale, they're all together in one place. But here we get so many different places.
0: Yeah, like Jeff's storyline, even though he ends up with the study group at the end and there's the like reason why he's not with them, is kind of a completely contained thing of his own of what he's off doing on his day it off is. of school let's hop into it i was pleasantly surprised by it but i didn't think it was exactly perfect i'm ex- mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how it's going to hold up like under scrutiny yeah. you know seeing annie move out of that really shitty apartment i think is a nice thing for the series because it's something we've seen a lot and we've seen annie grow up and it's nice to see her move on to something different even if yeah, it totally. is moving in with someone else that's often what it is when you kind of move out of a bad situation you find some people to move in with uh, it reminded me a lot of Lily and I moving out of the place we lived in before we lived right now. It was a really I cute apartment, but it was a sketchy street, and mm-hmm. there was constant activity. That there was a night where we heard gunshots, and there were like our our street was like three houses on each side, this tiny little street, yeah. like tiny street, and there were probably nine cop cars oh, shit. like lining up the entire street that this takes probably, up like that whole street yes cause that was and, really and, like uh, on the ends too and mm-hmm. it was probably like 10 or 11 at night and we heard like drop it drop it put it down and like oh, shit like shit. that and lily and i were just like terrified <laughs> yeah and but also like looking through the window to see what was happening
1: well it's also nice because like your new place that you're at now i'm sure it's one of the cool. best things about was you don't have to like hide the fact that you have an animal there. Yeah,
0: that was a big stress. That was yeah. one of the main reasons for moving out. We weren't mm-hmm. supposed to have the cat that we had. yeah. And the cat was loud, and we couldn't let her be loud, and it mm-hmm. kept us annoyed. But that's not well, what this Well, you can only about.
1: stuff the cat's full of, mouth full of socks yeah. so many times before you start feeling bad. Yeah.
0: You run out of <laughs> socks to stuff yourself with. That's, that's never fun.
1: I am constantly stuffed with socks, Zach. I think that that's something you should know by now. But I really liked seeing
0: that from Annie. I think this is... The good, uh, it's good bones for a anti-centric episode, and this yeah. one kind of is an anti-centric episode in some ways. And it gave me some nostalgia towards moving. I f- hate moving though. Well, I'm gonna have to do it here in like a
1: month. So, do you have a lot of stuff, or have your moves been relatively small? Pretty small and easy because I have stuff that I can compact. Sure. I don't have like a lot of furniture. Yeah, I have, like, that's my what my Really big desk and my bed, and that's about it.
0: When we moved here. It was miserable. We had people help us load the U-Haul to bring over here, but then everyone kind of had to leave, and we have a decent amount of furniture, mm-hmm. like beds and couches and chairs and dressers and oh my. stuff like that. And <laughs> and Lily and I had to bring all of it up on the same day by ourselves, oh, and it was miserable. And it makes, even though moving is kind of exciting, because it's cool to be in a new
1: place, it yeah. makes me never want to f- move my shit ever mm-hmm. again. Definitely, it's like, Sucks when you're doing it, but I like that feeling once you get there and you're like, nice. This is my- oh,
0: oh, yeah. The this night is when me. we were finally here and all of our shit is just like standing in boxes all over the place. Yeah. And we're sitting on the couch that's just in the middle of a room. Like, that deep breath after moving everything. Mm-hmm. I think we ate some Taco Bell. And then you're nice. like, all right, this is our place now. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool moment, but man, I hate the work behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So let's talk about the conflict here because Britta brings it up pretty much right away. Troy and Abed are really silly, which when you're in a study group with them is really fun, but is it going to get on Annie's nerves because she you know, loves that about them, but Annie's yeah. not exactly, as this episode goes into, she's not exactly the most easygoing person in the world. Totally. So how is she going to react to that? Because Troy and Abed truly seem to be like this all the time when they're mm-hmm. together. Uh, I think... It's a really good thing to build a normal episode of community around. I really like
1: the conflict here. I do, too, because uh, I think it's a realistic one yeah. that Annie, like, wouldn't have thought of right away and that Britta would immediately think of. You know, so I think yeah. that that's realistic.
0: And, of course, then Annie can't help but feel the same way. <laughs> hmm. And Troy and Abed, I don't know. I, I really love this episode. It doesn't... Like hate on Troy and Abed in any way for being the way that they are, but you also yeah. totally understand what Annie's going through, and it uses her in a way that's not just her being overbearing and annoying and like childish. I feel like it's a really good Annie's growing up story and the things that she's starting to notice as a, as a woman and if she like wants to live with that or not. You know what I mean? I totally. Think it, I think this is a pretty standout episode for Annie when I've been given a lot of reasons personally in the mm-hmm. last season or so to not like Annie all that much.
1: It's true. Maybe yeah, because you've been really there's on me, no yeah. Jeff
0: and Annie in the entire episode. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs>
1: that's the secret.
0: Because it's, well, it's very rare that Annie gets a standout episode that doesn't at least somewhat hinge on her and Jeff. It that's happens in Celebrity Pharmacology with the drug mm-hmm. awareness play, and I love that episode. It's one of my favorite Annie episodes. But often she doesn't get a standout episode that's just her as a character. Mixology certification is a good one, and that yeah. doesn't really have anything to do with her and Jeff. So, I like to see this for Annie.
1: Mm hmm. Me too.
0: I feel like all of the jokes that Pierce gets in this episode until they leave him on his own are real softballs. Mm hmm. I feel like I'm starting. I, I, this must be the beginning of like there being Chevy friction on set, don't you think?
1: Yeah, at least the beginning of it becoming like a problem. You know?
0: Yeah, something that did make me laugh is. First, when Britta finds out that Jeff is sick, she goes, sha, and then when Pierce finds out, he also goes, sha. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a weird word that I thought was funny, the way they both delivered it. Mm-hmm. And that prompts Britta to call Jeff to see what's really up, and Jeff has got this mastermind operation going on at a clothing store, where he is able to build up this ruse that he's in the hospital, and like the people who work at the store, specifically this one woman, goes along with it and helps him. What do you think of the sequence? Do you think it's too much or do you
1: think it's awesome? Uh, I would say I think it's awesome. I think it's I think awesome. It's, it's like kind of funny. It's it's pretty douchey, but it's it is somewhat impressive is that he douchey. got her to do this. Yeah, exactly. It's almost <laughs> like a. And he had to plan ahead of time. He had to walk, be like, "Hey, listen, my friends are gonna call me and." ask yeah. you this, so I need you to do this Well, that me. makes
0: me think that he must spend a shit ton of money at this place, Yeah, he's this uh, familiar with the people that work there, Gotta and be. he's gonna buy a shit ton of stuff, so they're like, yeah, we'll do that. No one else mm-hmm. is shopping here right now. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. It's very Dennis Reynolds of Jeff, it's even super to the, Dennis. like, looking at his abs through his shirt while he <laughs> pretends to be sick on the phone. I thought Joel sold all of this really well. The yeah. beep of the price scanner was a nice That's touch. Great. I thought it was built really well and it, that it was played off very well. And I even love, and we'll get into it later, I love the way that this ends up tying into the story in the end when it's revealed that he's faking mm-hmm. sick. That it's not really, a, nobody. everyone's like, oh, yeah, okay, we yeah, accept that. So that he put all of this effort into it when he could have <laughs> just said, like, I don't think I want to make it mm-hmm. is really funny to me. It's not exactly the best set of jokes to cut to the theme song, though. Yeah. Usually the show has like a killer joke and then you're in the theme song and you're smiling. Uh, It was just his thing about maybe trying on a blazer. I don't know. It's also kind of Job of him. It is. It is. I've been watching Through Arrested Development again over the last couple weeks, and we just started season three, and man, I love Ooh, that nice. show. Season three of Arrested Development is one of the most bonkers seasons of television <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah. The first couple seasons are really silly and cartoony at times, but they have some semblance of, like, being in the real world. It's just mm-hmm. this family's crazy. But then in season three, there's, <laughs> like, a city in California has a street called We Britain where, like, Chinatown, they yeah. it's England, and it's, like... On British time, and it's a real for thing. British
1: eyes only. Uh, or
0: Tobias, uh, played by David Cross, who is bald, gets thousands of really primitive <laughs> and painful-looking hair plugs in his head so he can look like Will Arnett for a magic trick, and then and it looks horrifying. It's like scattered and
1: yeah, and it was
0: bloody. Blood rare. Yeah, and then he does the trick with Job, and it ends up that like. They decide to use Job's dad instead. So Tobias has to shave all the painful hair plugs off of his head. And they show him in... Sorry about this tangent. But they show him in, like, the barber's chair with these awful plugs. And the barber's just, like, getting ready and takes the comb to touch his hair. And he just... (laughs) And it's so horrifying looking. And so funny. God, I love that show. The first three seasons of that show are damn near untouchable. Yeah. And there are some parallels, I think, that you could draw uh arrested development led to a lot of shows and community is definitely one of those shows Mm -hmm. after the theme song we get the bit with the tape uh it's frustrating to annie but it's a very very funny visual that troy and abed used all of annie's packing tape to tape troy up to the (laughs) door and troy's smile as he hangs there it was really funny
1: and i love the setup where like you know they were like okay it's gonna be really funny abed just act like you don't see me and then troy's just waiting for like some sort of response he's
0: Annie's mad they used all the tape, and Troy says, I had a big breakfast. I thought that was funny. But it made me think of how much, for Donald Glover, the actor, it must have sucked to get put in however they did that.
1: Yeah, that would probably that not be been fun. been terrible. It's probably really hot.
0: We get a hallway scene with Britta and Annie once Annie kind of realizes that maybe what Britta brought up is actually going on, and she might get annoyed with Troy and Abed. This is one of maybe two or three bits in the episode that I thought felt a little forced or flat or This is definitely
1: more like exposition than they need here. I don't think that they need an entire scene where they talk about it. It could have been just as simple as Annie looking at Britta, and that tells you.
0: And none of the – it's like a whole like minute and a half or so scene, and there's not a ton of – Uh, funny jokes in this moment one -hmm. thing that i do like though is that this is a great episode for allison brie yeah i think she's playing all of annie's emotional beats off really well even to the point of her deciding to try to like lay low and be calm uh, I don't know, the way that Annie is so uptight with moving and with her place, I can have some stuff like that, mm-hmm. and Lily can have some stuff like that, and I feel like when we're trying to chill out, we can have some stuff kind of similar to how <laughs> Annie's like, okay, I'm trying to be, I'm not chill, but I'm going to try mm-hmm. to appear to be chill. So I like the way that she played that off. I thought it came through really well. Totally. And it's always good to see a scene that that features Gillian Prominently, because they don't happen a lot, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Britta doesn't really have a lot of bearings in this episode honestly of the well I guess she does with the Shirley scene but yeah. I almost feel well, with the Shirley subplot but I, I feel like Britta is one of the characters closest to being underserved in this
1: episode yeah I feel like she, she has an important role in the episode but I don't think she gets very many like jokes early sure. on especially. I mean, she, like you said she does a few with the Shirley stuff but even then it's more so just like playing up to her character as opposed to yeah. actually making jokes
0: they walk back into the apartment to abed's head being wrapped so large in bubble wrap and what is troy hitting it with like a, a tennis, tennis racket? racket or something really funny and of course it drives annie crazy because that's all of her bubble wrap and she's trying to just let it let it all slide off what now, kind of person are you was are this
1: you- was this an intentional like referential episode to like on friends when they were moving and they had like the thing with the bubble wrap where they wrapped all around them and hit them with the baseball bat. And so Annie's kind of playing the Monica in this one.
0: I don't remember that. And I feel like that's not the type of thing Dan Harmon would be knowingly referencing unless it was a little more gregarious, right? So I don't
1: I think know. Maybe, it's, I, I feel like think it's, a pretty... it's a pretty
0: trope or maybe a writer. Maybe, maybe there, maybe it wasn't that maybe a writer kind of snuck it in. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: But, I sorry, so know. what kind of person am yeah, I Yeah
0: what kind of person are you? Are you the Annie in this situation or are you more than likely like the Troy and Abed in this situation?
1: I was really efficient when I moved. i get my stuff packed up pretty easily and I'm like okay, then I, I mean can...
0: more is like as, in a living situation. Are you the one mm. who gets on are you the one who gets on the nerves of the people that you're living with and maybe don't realize it or are you the one who's really annoyed all the time by the people that you live with? I'd say I'm more
1: the Annie in that way. You think so? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I think I can be too. But I also think I can be pretty annoying. I've had some bad neighbors.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's yikes. I believe it.
0: And they totally disrespect Annie's place that she's moving out of when they break her pluggy thingy, as she says it. (laughs) Annie just tries to play it off like she's playing everything off, and... Pierce basically comes up and says that he'll fix it so they can give Chevy something to do. Yep. be slightly silly, and so no one else has to share a scene
1: with him. <laughs> right? They really do just kind of put him here by himself, don't they?
0: Yeah. He says, easy peasy, George and Wheezy here. Is that what we said? Mm hmm. Troy and Abed leave to put the last stuff in the car, and Annie helps to micromanage them. Uh, Shirley has enough Oh, she a does say, I've seen enough friends. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe it was a reference. You're right. Shirley has the swimmer fatigue line here, which I thought was really funny. And there's a nice little button on what I guess some of their storyline is going to be for this episode. When Shirley says someone has to be the moral compass of this group, and Annie's like, "And by that, you mean your religion?" Uh, mm. I thought it was a nice little piece of piece of like conflict between these characters, who are pretty different from each other but are around each other a lot. That uh, that. Shirley maybe has moral su- superiority issues because of the religion she has.
1: Well, and I feel like they, they in season two and season one, both of them paired Shirley and Britta a couple times, and yeah. it's kind of been a building thing that, that they like each other and they want to get along, but there's that hurdle they there's still haven't gotten block. over. Yeah. yeah.
0: I also really liked that Pierce uh, agrees to give Shirley a ride, and Shirley gets out of there as fast as she can. Yeah. <laughs> and to think of how much better things would have gone for Pierce if she had stayed. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're into the subplot that's probably one of the most infamous subplots of the entire series. Mm -hmm. We've had so many little hints, like little hints at the Dean just being infatuated with Jeff and and being a little touchy with him. Mm-hmm. And this episode, more than any episode before, makes a real meal out of it. Yeah. And a lot of shows would do something like this and be hard to like go back to the status quo after it, but I think they do a really great job here of letting Jim Rash shine. And Lil put it a right way, he does stuff that's so creepy but for some reason it plays is so funny. Yeah. Just because the Dean is so harmless.
1: I think that's what it is, is it's very much the Dean just has this like huge crush on Jeff and he's not making him do anything necessarily bad. He's just making him spend time with (laughs) it.
0: And the way that they perfectly pair it up to where Jeff
1: has no option. Yeah.
0: After he just really committed to that lie, but to go along with what the Dean says Uh, the Dean does blackmail him here. He, he may be harmless, but that's one thing that's like a little bit darker than Craig Mm -hmm. usually goes, but it's his only chance. And I mean, he, uh, orchestrated the whole thing, Yeah, which also adds up to why it's so funny at the end that nobody cares that Jeff was sick in the first place. And he's done all of these things to get out of them knowing that, (laughs) but the Dean, uh, blackmails him. And says that he'll get a hold of the group because he's following them on Twitter. (laughs) Troy and Abed are tweeting everything, hashtag Annie's Move, which was a ploy to get people to tweet about the show. And from Mm -hmm. what I understand, it worked pretty well, and a lot of people were tweeting about the show. That's awesome. And this was kind of, I don't know, live tweeting uh, what you're watching is a huge thing. And this was like the beginning of the dawn of that, I feel like. Not yeah, just absolutely. community itself, but, like, this era of television. Was when they'd
1: have, like, st- like people from the show live tweet along with you. I remember that, and that was cool. I mean, they
0: still do stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it was beginning to start, and there would be, like, on NBC, there'd be, like, hashtag Dean says what at, like, certain yeah. parts of the show because they wanted you to, like, en- engage with the show. And, and then they'd, like, show it. a
1: couple tweets at the bottom of the screen
0: sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, I've had, I've seen some friends get their tweets shown on screen of Big Brother before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The Dean here, uh, like, checkmating Jeff at every turn, getting him to hang out with him, and then ending it up with that, if we're doing lunch, and then a so long slurp of his <laughs> drink. You know what I heard from the commentary that they did such a good job with?
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: they looped that footage of the Dean slurping to make it an even longer, really? more uncomfortable sip that's impressive. and they did a really good job of it because i think how long it goes does make it even funnier Hmm. surely in annie now we're driving uh i guess i assume they're driving some of annie's stuff to troy and abed's yeah. apartment and they're still kind of having the same discussion slash argument that they started at what the other
1: car are they taking or maybe annie must just have a, a moving truck is the other thing because i don't think that she troy or abed have a car troy and abed say i think
0: that's about the last we can fit in our car
1: Oh, yeah, they do Now, they car. might be
0: saying our car, meaning the our, the thing that we rented mm-hmm. to haul stuff, but they do say our car. Yeah. What I was going to say, it's funny how they have stuff filling their car except for where someone will sit because mm-hmm. they have to block the scene in a way to leave room for the guy they're about to pick up. Yeah. So they're fighting over religion a little bit, and Britta's kind of trying to prove that even though she's not religious that she still has moral uh, values and that she'll – take care of people and that she loves people. So for probably the first time in her life, she agrees to pick up someone on the side of the road that's looking for a ride. And it brings in, I've already forgotten his name, but the guy who- Yeah. Oh, the actor, I see. The guy who plays this hitchhiker has kind of had his little bits showing up in things here and there. And Mm. then in Ted Lasso, he's like- One of the four or five main characters, I would say. That's awesome. And he's really good in it. So it's nice to see him get a breakthrough in this show that's been such a runaway success. Mm -hmm. I like Ted Lasso. It's really cute and wholesome.
1: Yeah, I need to watch it.
0: in a way that doesn't ever feel like it's being spoon-fed to you. It feels Mm -hmm. like a genuine, wholesome show. And it's a sports show. And I don't give a about sports, but I enjoy that aspect of it, too.
1: I have a question, Zach. Are you you the type of person that would pick up a hitchhiker? No. Yeah, me neither. Absolutely not.
0: I'm probably the type of person that if I had some cash burning a hole in my pocket and I uh passed the right person, mm-hmm. I guess not the right person, but like if I was in the right mood and I passed a yeah. person asking for money, I would I would do that. And there have been times in the past where I don't want a f-ing virtue signal over here. There have been times when I have bought food for a homeless. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't yeah. know. I don't think I I don't think I could just pick someone off the side of the road and drive
1: them around. It's not oh, quite hell the same no. as
0: being an Uber driver.
1: Exactly. And I think the, the chances of murder are far too high in my book. I mean, that is how you and I met. Well, and yeah. after that time, I knew I would never do that again. Well, because here's the problem is that we were both hitchhiking, and we both got mm-hmm. picked up by the same very large man driving a very large truck. And mm-hmm. we don't talk about what happened after that, but... Mm-hmm. The bond that we share can never be broken, yeah. even if we wanted it to. There's some things we can never say, but we mm-hmm. both hear loud and clear. Yeah. Still feel a couple of them.
0: That's not quite where this hitchhiker situation goes, but it does go pretty far. And the way that they structure this B or C plot, I guess this would be the C plot, is mm-hmm. pretty funny. The way at first he says something along the lines of like, I can see how kind you both are. You must both be Christian. I assume you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And Shirley gets a checkmate, and it's a really nice moment. But it goes a completely different direction when we go back to them, and I think that's really funny. We get the first caveat of Pierce on his own trying to fix up some stuff in Annie's apartment. He sets off a wire or something that catches Mm -hmm. light, and it creates like a – Uh, maze type pattern leading from the electrical outlet to one of the lamps and it's really nasty and Dan said on the commentary that this is totally the type of thing that he put in there because his parents were calling him and Chevy was calling him to tell him that he was using (laughs) Chevy wrong so he wrote this little Griswoldian thing where Chevy's trying to fix up a house and it goes awry so Chevy would like shut up
1: his parents called him and said, you're using Chevy wrong? Yeah. And That's then he said so it, funny. His
0: parents called him after this one. They were like, oh, we love that so much. Ha! <laughs> Troy and Abed welcome Annie into their apartment and they give a quick tour. And uh, another conflict arises when it's pretty quickly clear that there's not a full bedroom for Annie in the apartment and that they've built a, a blanket fort, chivalrously but totally absent-mindedly. Right. They've, they've built her this blanket fort for her to use as a room, and Annie has
1: trouble reacting to it
0: yeah. the right way. which
1: I think is pretty reasonable on Annie's uh, Absolutely. Because they said, we have a two-bedroom, and then you show up and it's a f- blanket for yeah. it. I'd be pretty and pissed. And it is a two-bedroom. It is. Sure, we all love the
0: Dreamatorium, but yeah, Troy and Abed are, uh, I don't know, they're a little... Uh, I don't know, it's very inconsiderate. Or, the, mm-hmm. or but it's because in their heads, they're thinking more of like, living with Annie is gonna be like having a sleepover with our friend all Exactly. The time. They don't really think of it that way, but it is that way and it's selfish of them to keep the room. So mm-hmm. do Troy and Abed share bunk beds? Yeah. Sure, okay. And the blanket fort's cool. There's some structural integrity. Mm-hmm. They have some stuff to hang the blankets, but it, it's not a room. And uh, Annie does tell them to tweet it, so they take a really yeah. strained photo of her, and <laughs> that's one of the first act breaks. I really like this episode, the way that it uses Allison Brie so much. I feel like Allison is all over this storyline, mm-hmm. and all over pretty much every storyline but Britta and Shirley. She ends up pretty yeah. involved with the Pierce storyline, and I think she shines... Close to as much as ever on the show in this episode.
1: I think so. I think it's a great Annie episode, and I think it's a great Annie episode, like you said, where she's not dependent on Jeff. And I was thinking, even in Mixology certification, even in that one, there's still a little bit, because that's not too far after she and Pierce, or she and Jeff had their whole thing at the end of season one. Sure. And at that time, Jeff and Britta are hooking up. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So even in that one, Jeff is still tied into it. So I really love that Jeff has very little to do with what's actually with Annie's decision-making in this episode.
0: Absolutely, I agree with you on that. And
1: Allison Bree sells
0: everything that she's given. I think she probably got this script and was really excited. She's mm-hmm. all over it. Uh, what was I thinking? Uh, yeah, the Annie is even more off-put because Troy and Abed put the TV for the apartment in Annie's room. So not only is it in the middle of the living room, it's also where Troy and Abed are always going to be watching TV.
1: And you know that Troy and Abed's thoughts were, "Oh, let's put this here so that when we're watching TV, we can, TV hang we can still hang yeah, out." Yeah, watch it with us yeah. anyway. And it's, a it's so it. it's innocent cool. and it's so sweet, but it's not at all what you'd want if you're moving in somewhere. They did a good job, like a worse story, a worse show. Something like a
0: Big Bang Theory with Sheldon would mm-hmm. have done a worse storyline about the things that make. Annie annoyed about living with them they would yeah. have gone over the top and made the characters act in a way that they don't normally act to be annoying and mm-hmm. I feel like it's pretty in tune that Troy and Abed's intentions are always great they're always kind yeah. and, and, and trying to be thoughtful in their own silly way but they are a little uh, uh, they're in a little bubble together and it's hard for them to see mm-hmm. out of that bubble sometimes so I like the way that they build this conflict a lot and that it builds to like them living together and it being a good thing is all the more wholesome we get the first little hint of the dreamatorium where there's this door and they say it's not another bedroom, it's kind of a linen closet. What is a linen closet? But yeah, that's it's funny. like the secret it's a trope that's in a lot of things, but the secret door that Annie's not allowed to open that's it's like uh Chekhov's gun, you know, you put a door in yeah. the, the first half of the episode, it's going to get opened in the second half.
1: Which could also be a friend's reference, because in the apartment there's that one door of Monica's that she says the linen closet, but in reality it's like a junk closet with all the stuff. Yeah, I think there was an intentional Friends reference in this episode, Zach.
0: Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying. Hey, Zach, impossible. I
1: think there was an intentional Friends reference in this episode.
0: You're lucky I'm trying to be twelve. To 17% I'll be there nicer for
1: you. you when the rain starts to pour.
0: It would have been funny if uh, Jeff and the Dean sang that song. That would be really cute. And had, like, the fountain in the background. Do you remember when I worked at a grocery store? Absolutely. I got your discount a couple times.
1: Yeah. Um. They would play that entire song all the time. It's a certified banger. Yeah, Top there's the several verses. And I think there's a bridge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Every moment we get to spend in the Jeff and Dean storyline is great, and then the whole sequence in the Mexican restaurant is also great the way that jeff is just so blank facedly trying to get through this nightmare that's happening to him but the dean is literally controlling him in such silly ways telling him to order specific things for him in a certain way so he looks cool in front of the waiter and asking him to have the mariachi band play music for them and and the so dean trying funny. to like make small talk and him just shooting it down at every at every turn it's really really funny and Sure, it's it, Joel is kind of the straight man in this situation, mm-hmm. so Jim gets all the attention, and he's so funny in it. But I think Joel holds up very, very well in these scenes too. That he, I don't know, you can just tell that they're having so much fun acting off of each yeah. other in this situation,
1: like where he's like, "And I suggest you get into it because that counts." <laughs> I really like the watching the trumpet player senior. here when they're waiting for him to tell what song to play. He's just licking his lips and like getting ready to play, but it really made me laugh the whole time.
0: Oh, what a surprise! And then the beautiful shot that like pans out on them, seeing the other tables (laughs) focusing on them is great. And then of of Pierce's storyline by himself, we're back there now, and this is where things do start getting a little funnier. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the window is being held up by like a piece of wood, like one of those paint Paint stirrers type things, and it's just barely holding the window open. And Pierce immediately dumps a huge bucket of white paint. All over the floor. tries for like two seconds to scrape a tiny bit of it back in, and then he just starts spreading it all over the floor. Uh, it, it's clearly a cheap and hazardous paint brand, and Pierce is in for a fun night.
1: Yeah, I hadn't connected how like Griswoldy and that whole thing was, but it's hilarious. It very, sure is. very family vacation.
0: I have to say something. I've never done it when we're around other people, but I, I, I need to tell you, it's not called family vacation.
1: There's multiple ones, sir. Yeah, and I and none of Christmas them are vacation. called
0: family family vacation.
1: There's not National Lampoon's vacation. There's
0: vacation, There's... but you always say family vacation. This is just I do. me being an asshole. And you said it around like Kevin or something, and I went, "Oh, I want to say something. I want to correct him, but I didn't because
1: I I wasn't I wasn't alone with you." It's just called National Lampoon's vacation. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, really, sir? Because. It's called National Lampoon's Vacation. But when I googled National Lampoon's Family Vacation... Well, right, that's clearly the movie
0: that you're talking about. Yeah. But it's just not what it's called.
1: No, fair. 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 So I win. You do win. And I'll be a gracious winner.
0: We're in the I car also with... like
1: how you dropped down uh, from 20% nicer to 12 to 17% last time you said Yeah, that. where do you think
0: we're at right now?
1: Probably about 8 to 9%. Yeah,
0: that's not that, – that's – Still an improvement. It's higher than I would have thought. Yeah. So we're back in the car with the hitchhiker, and Shirley is trying to talk to this guy about Jesus, but it becomes clear, like, quickly that this guy is more than that. This man thinks that he is Jesus sent back to save humanity <laughs> – and surely, you know, uh, a modern Christian who's just waiting for the day Jesus comes back can't even accept it when it's right in front of her. How modern Christian <laughs> to like long for the day where we're all raptured? But if Jesus were to come back and be like, "I'm Jesus, let's go to heaven," you'd be like, "Oh, but like the bachelor's I'd be like, on tonight." You're denied. not him. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just about to get a new house.
1: I know. Like, ah, uh, I'm on my way to get that new Chick fil A sandwich. It's for you. And I like that Britta gets
0: the... she's be like, f*** that shit. <laughs> Britta gets to have the upper hand here and, and show that she's the more welcoming one because she's still going to be nice to this guy. Uh, back in the apartment, Annie tries to hang up that debate award <laughs> or certificate and and just sees that she's not going to be able to make this work. And I don't think she's at all in the wrong. She should have no. spoken up instantly that this is not what I was expecting
1: yeah totally
0: so then it is very very sweet what troy and abed do to make it up to her but again it's just like them kind of on their flights of fancy and not Mm -hmm. willing to like ask their friend what she needs from them that being said the shadow
1: puppets are great it's really cute yeah
0: were you ever a shadow puppet guy would you ever try to make puppets in the shadows like with your hands
1: yeah yeah I couldn't do very many, but I would make faces with them. Mostly in school when there was like a projector or something up, I'd always stick my hand in front of it and do stuff. Mm. Yeah, there's even Count Spaghetti
0: is the villain, and there's like a a needle that is injected into him rapidly. And that's the first of the things that kicks off what's going to become this montage, which is obviously, I think, the standout moment of the episode. Yeah, And it starts... It continues with the dean and Jeff stepping into, sorry, Craig, stepping into uh, one of those green screen karaoke rooms. They used to have a bunch of these in malls where it was like a music video, like you kind yeah, of like a photo. Yeah, so was fun to do. I've never yeah. done one like this. I don't think it's widespread as much anymore. But I remember mm. when I was a kid, there was a tape of my sister in one, and it was like nice. it was like locked down. That's It was fantastic. nowhere to be... Like, she made sure it, <laughs> nobody was watching it. <laughs> and the Dean has planned out every moment of this day to a T. He knows what song they're doing. He's seen exactly how it's going to go in his head. And they begin their performance of Kiss from a Rose. And what in is there to including. say about this that, that doesn't speak for itself? It's just... Man, it's been so clear that Jeff and the Dean have so much comedic potential and mm-hmm. this episode capitalizes it on in, in in a way that's somehow still so much more bizarre than you would ever think. Uh, the fact that they're both singing it and like kind of selling singing it and the yeah. Dean's like coaching Jeff through it matched with like the cheesy karaoke backgrounds that keep changing behind them. God, I love
1: it so much. <laughs> And it makes it so much face. funnier because, like like you said, like they're kind of seriously trying to sing it, and that makes it so much funnier. Yeah,
0: and the fact that <laughs> then they find ways to effortlessly blend it with the other storylines. First, Pierce making a paint snow angel on the ground as he's just high as balls on paint fumes, and he pictures <laughs> himself... Playing piano to the song with Hula Girls. And if you pay really close attention to this, it's so clear the way that Ludwig has has played around with this track to Mm -hmm. add in piano flourishes during this point and to change the style to go with what's going on on screen but keeping the heart of the song that Jeff and the Dean are singing – I think it's done so well, they talked on the commentary about filming these parts of the episode, like with click tracks, they wouldn't have Mm -hmm. the track, they just had like click tracks to like sway to, and that it was really hard to put together, but I think it really paid off well. That's awesome. And it's even (laughs) cuter the way that they incorporate Troy and Abed's story along with the montage with what sounds like Troy beatboxing over it. I think it's so cute and wholesome, and it just effortlessly ties all of these things together that are pretty separate stories uh, at first.
1: They are, and I think that's what makes it even, you know, sweeter. Is that it, it's the study group is all you know they're still all connected even when they're doing their own thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it would have been one thing to just cut back to Shirley and Britta and have the music drop out and have them singing Jesus loves marijuana,
1: mm. but it goes
0: along with the song. It's too. very
1: impressive how they work that in. And drinking human blood. <laughs> Britta's just
0: <laughs> grooving to it pierce is twacked and my favorite moment is that he looks up on the wall and hula house pants <laughs> it ties so many things together you see why it's hula girls you see yeah uh i don't know how it's just a beautiful trip sequence. it's great community has done a couple of things like this and i think this is probably the best one mm-hmm. i definitely prefer pierce's storyline when it gets weirder here than when it's just him being oh whoa look yeah. at me look at this wire Britta starts to get turned off at the drinking human bloodline that starts to mm-hmm. starts to cross the line and man, the zooms in and out of, <laughs> of Jeff and the Dean while the background behind them stays the same it's sickening and it's such a good choice it it's so dramatic and and Annie's Annie's heart is being warned by what Troy and Abed are doing, but it's still like I said her conflict is valid yeah and she needs to speak up about it so it's good that she still gets to after this that it doesn't just end with her being like, oh, well, I guess we'll make this work anyway. Mm -hmm. I also love that Jeff, after a couple bars of the song, can't help but get into (laughs) performing it. And it's so sitcom to do an episode where, like, disgruntled guy gets paired up with character he's annoyed with, ends up Mm -hmm. having a surprisingly good time by the end of it. I thought they did that well without ever pushing it too far. He's into it for like a second and then as soon as they start talking again, uh the dean can't help but drop how he got Jeff into this situation that he's in and it totally turns around completely back to where it was if not worse.
1: Yeah, I I love the the you know, as soon as Jeff starts to warm up to it and he's like, "You know, that really was kind of fun." You know, the Dean just kind of bursts it all. I I can't get over them wearing the matching clothes, too. That's hilarious. The the Dean went to the store where Uh, Jeff clearly bought that outfit, followed him there. Then, after confronting and saying we're going to spend time together, then goes and buys those clothes and changes into them. Yeah,
0: I really like it. Shirley and Britta also have no choice but to kick Jesus out of their car when he gets ready for his second song. Don't you do it? His take, his like Bob Dylan esque take on on race mixing, and I, it's awful and it's not funny. But the way that like uh, Jesus, uh, like as he's about to say what his song is called and about, he looks at Shirley and then Britta as if they're a race mix. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and almost also as if he's like. Oh, you guys will get a kick out of this one Mm because it's about you. Don't you do it. It's not funny, but it it is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, this makes Britta and Shirley closer to each other. They find their common ground over it. (laughs) If anything, it's the storyline that kind of fizzles out, but I still Mm -hmm. don't mind it. It's a really cute storyline for those two characters. Back at Annie's old apartment, the landlord walks in to find Pierce. I thought this was pretty dumb. I don't mind him pretending to play piano on the on the boxes, but the way Chevy delivers the, ah, good evening, Senator, and your request, it wasn't, like, druggy enough. It, he yeah. should have been, like, gargling or, like, you know, like, barely Something. able to get words out. It, this was a little too silly. It is very Griswoldian. Mm-hmm. And the Dean's ready to start a second song because he paid for a full hour, but Jeff goes farther down the line. This episode, I think I said it about Advanced Gay last week, too. They're getting really good at pacing between storylines. Yeah, lines. It's, much better. Every one is full of funny bits, but like it, every little 30-second segment has been one of those three storylines, moving it forward and then taking mm-hmm. you to the next one before it can get stale. And I really, really like the way that it's paced.
1: Yeah, I especially, I even like, because, you know, you were saying the, the Britta and Shirley storyline of kind of fizzles out, but they still stopped it with, you know, a third left of the episode, which I think That's was a true. good choice.
0: That's true. I like when Jeff starts to get upset at the Dean because he's been looking through his information to figure out where he's going. He even knew that Jeff would be at the sale that he was at. He, <laughs> he knew all of it off of Jeff's emails. And the Dean goes right to talking about the Patriot Act and how he's trying to bring down terrorism and the nation <laughs> is at war. And then it turns into a very, very funny fight scene that's caught on the karaoke room camera with mm-hmm. the same green screen effects as when they were <laughs> singing. It's a really funny visual, and I'm glad that they were like, no, we can wring just a little bit more joy yeah. out of that visual. Let's make them beat each other up or make Jeff get him a headlock and give him a noogie. It's a fun way to cap that off. Meanwhile, the puppet show is finishing up for Annie, <laughs> and Annie feels a lot better because of it, or at least I feel like she's reminded of the the good that's underneath yeah. everything Troy and Abed are trying to do, and she's like, going to make it work. She tells him that she'll make it work. Uh, and she wants to build the entire apartment out of blankets. Where so she runs to what she thinks is the linen closet, and we see for the first time the dreamatorium. Where of course we've been recording every episode of this podcast exactly that listen to right now. This is almost. I almost feel like seeing the dreamatorium is kind of. We've had this intro period of season three that's had some high hits and some low middle efforts, uh, and the rest of the season is that way. But I feel like mm-hmm. this visual kind of kicks off what se- what is season three
1: yeah i think so too i think remedial chaos theory is a standout early on but this is really kind of where it sets the the There's rest be of the bearings a lot
0: of introspective abed stuff this season and a mm-hmm. lot of it involves the dreamatorium uh and the season goes down a lot of weird di- it plays with the reality of the show in different ways than they have mm-hmm. before and this is kind of the start of that or at least it feels like it to me yeah It's pretty cool. I don't, I've never quite understood the logistics of it because it's supposed to be like a holodeck situation, but obviously it only changes in their mind. I feel Mm -hmm. like A, that could get tiresome after a while and B, why the need for the grid thing? Yeah. And justifiably, even though it's cool and it becomes something cooler in the series, Annie is really upset about this. They have this whole second bedroom, and they won't let her live in it. They're making her live in the living room where they all watch TV covered in laundry uh, so they can have this little playroom. Uh, obviously, Troy and Abed are a little hurt that she yells at them about this thing because it's something that they think is dope. But yeah. thank God Annie like realizes that you guys could be jumping through a few more hoops for me if you want me to live here, and I'm sure like help pay for rent and shit like that.
1: Totally. Yeah, so, I think that she's totally justified in, in her reaction here. Because it is – as much as they say it's not a playroom, it's literally a playroom for the two of them to go in and play.
0: And what a great character dynamic to involve Annie with Troy and Abed like this Mm -hmm. because Troy and Abed do need someone who can fall into their whimsy the way that they do but is able to be like, you guys need to change this up a little bit or you guys are like missing something. She, like she says here, can be the adult in the apartment, and I think that's a cool dynamic to mm-hmm. incorporate into the third season of a sitcom.
1: Yeah, so she, I agree.
0: She gives an ultimatum and says it's got to be her or the Dreamatorium, uh, and Troy and Abed aren't, aren't willing to fight that right away. They, they, they'll take it to court. They talk about writing a, a contract or on their lease in Crayon that the Dreamatorium goes with the apartment. Uh, yeah so they like said you
1: know if it's between you we pick the dreamatorium it's non-negotiable.
0: Yeah, Annie continues to stand up for herself and says something that I think is great where she's like all the time I'm introspecting on myself for being too overbearing for other people when and that's become a complex that she can't like let herself speak forward when she really needs to because she's worried about how she comes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a good moment and I think this is all played off well and Troy and Abed immediately feel bummed out because they want Annie there. They want their friend to live there and they don't want her to be mad at them. Yeah. I could have done without the candy cigarette bit. That was a joke that I thought was like I think that's a funny one.
1: Because I, like that I think
0: one. the moment in Remedial Chaos Theory where he acts like he's going to smoke a cigarette and starts eating the candy cigarette mm-hmm. instead is really funny. I didn't really need the callback, but I'll give it to you. It's not it's not offensive. It just didn't make me laugh for some reason. That's fair. Annie's landlord gets Pierce some water, and Annie walks in to see what's happened since Pierce has been in charge for the last couple hours. And I really like what the landlord says here. He's like, uh, as far as security uh, security deposits go, I've won the lottery. And he was like, you're lucky that you're only losing money on this. You could have died. And yeah. Pierce here is very uh, twacked, as the kids say.
1: Well, and he does such a good job with it here that he could have delivered the line earlier like that. And like
0: I said, Alison is all over this episode. She gets she has to come be the cap off cap off of this storyline too, mm-hmm. and I really like that. Uh, the Pierce Annie dynamic has always been one that has more meat on it than you would expect, and for Annie to come in and immediately understand like Pierce, I'm just glad you're okay, even though you've just made this harder for me is really sweet to see. When there's this whole like, clearly Annie isn't so overbearing that she can't interact with people because she cares for Pierce so much when it's not really justified.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: However, this is one of the things I hate most about the entire episode. They completely ruined that by having a not funny joke of Pierce mm-hmm. trying to kiss Annie. Yeah. And then saying that it doesn't count. Yeah. Pierce and Annie's relationship is different than that, and it's always been pretty good, even though they like take advantage of each other or Pierce takes advantage of Annie. Mm-hmm. It's never been sexual really. And I didn't weird. like that joke at all. It was just it was. It was just weird.
1: Yeah, I think that's unnecessary. They and it wasn't weird
0: it and funny; it was just weird. Mm-hmm. But Annie and Pierce show up at Troy and Abed's apartment, and they see what's become Annie's room that uh, Troy and Abed got Britta and Shirley to help them put together, and it's a really, really sweet gesture. They realize yeah, how. It is. It, and and I was also a little confused. Did they they say they say they kept the Dreamatorium, So where is it? Are they sleeping in the blanket fort now? Is that yeah, they, they moved said?
1: their their bunk beds to the blanket fort.
0: Okay. They can't really get out the right way why they did what they did or how they're sorry, but it's a really genuine apology, and it's a nice moment. And, you know, I think there is something to your theory, not just about it being Friends references, but to this kind of being one of Community's takes of Community Does a Sitcom episode. hmm totally. Because there's hugs and... And the storylines kind of feel split up in the way sitcoms are often split up. Mm-hmm. But it works really well. It's like them doing a really good yeah, sitcom episode. But maybe they were doing it more knowingly than just doing like a sitcom episode. I think so. And the little bit, yeah. Uh, Annie's unhappy about the way <laughs> her pillows are put out. And Abed makes it clear that he said that to Shirley and Shirley let it slide. <laughs>
1: and Shirley kind of shakes her head no, like, don't put this on me. Yeah. But- and, just,
0: <laughs> and just with one line and, and – you can give it just to Abed, but you also got to give it to Yvette. The two of them sell that moment really well to tell a mm-hmm. whole story that they don't even say. And that's my <laughs> kind of, uh, of writing on this show. I love that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the Dreamatorium is more important to us, but you're more important than our room. <laughs> Pierce has some lot. Li- Other than when he's, like, in that room by himself, I feel like his
0: lines swing and a miss. But for whatever reason, Pierce saying, this is all gay code that was made funny. me laugh. It-, it isn't, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's just because he's so lost in every room. Yeah, he's even not standing as close to them as everybody else. He really is. I feel like it's clear that Chevy is on his way out, Mm -hmm. and it's so sad that instead of him just being on his way out, Harmon was on his way out first. Yeah. Here we get the things. What's the iron for? The water and the iron. I love that they tried to get out a Kool Aid stain (laughs) with the opposite color Kool Aid. (laughs) Is there really a such thing as opposite colors?
1: Technically, yes. Because there's a color wheel.
0: Well, you get colors that you put together that make another color, but I don't think that means that the base colors are the opposite of each other.
1: Like, red and blue are opposites. Why? Because red is a very warm color that's, like, somewhere on the color wheel, and blue is on the opposite side because it's a cool color. I don't think you know what you're talking about. Ask Lil. I bet they know. Okay. Okay. I also
0: like the bit how they resolve it so well, Troy, Abed, and Annie, and then they're able to jump right into what their relationship is going to be like now that they've kind of laid some ground rules, because immediately Annie's back to having fun with them and seeing the light in them, and the way Abed shows off like a fork wound that he has from Troy jousting (laughs) him with one, and Annie's like, oh, that's infected, that looks really bad, and the turn (laughs) on everyone's face is really funny. Yeah. Jeff shows up, he wasn't sick, he brought, what, beer? Like a shit ton of beer?
1: Is that what that is? I really didn't know.
0: He has a bunch of cans, mm-hmm. and he says that he faked being sick. He's honest, and everyone's like, "That's fine. We don't care." Maybe <laughs> they only don't care because they know that. The I think they don't care because video. of the tweet. Yeah, but it's still funny that Jeff goes through so much shit, both with the the hospital thing and and having to put up a, a day at the mall with Craig uh, for nothing, and then they find out anyway. Which who? who couldn't have predicted that that they would Britta see singing
1: video. it in that voice and like body rolling at him is so funny.
0: And the way Joel reads, like he tweeted it, he tweeted it. It's a little silly, but almost this moment reminds me of Roxanne at the end of Remedial Chaos, yeah. Theory, where Jeff is like obviously like oh my god, but he's kind of <laughs> like partying with the group too. And mm-hmm. then Pierce just looks like a lost little boy.
1: <laughs> he looks so confused. He
0: doesn't even move. You can tell that Pierce that he's Chibi's holding the still. Po- Chevy's at the point where he does not want to be there. And that's so sad because last week was a good Pierce episode. and Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Lanigan definitely commented, talking to us about it, that it might be the last good Pierce episode. Yeah. And maybe the only good Pierce episode. Honestly, the best Pierce episode is the lie detector one after he's died. Yeah,
1: that's one of the best ones.
0: So we fade out on the group having a good moment together, but I love the added touch of Fanning up to the moon, Dean Pelton's face showing up in the moon, singing a little last refrain, (laughs) giving a wink, and I like how he closes his eyes and then fades away. Yeah. (laughs) Just a beautiful, bizarre moment that takes you back into the bizarre moment of of the montage earlier. Because this episode, even though all the plots are pretty small potatoes, they have found a way to put in some bizarre community into it that no other sitcom could ever do. Just like how I was ranting about season 3 of Arrested Development being so silly. Yeah. Community is getting a little sillier, but it's so patently community that it just works.
1: Exactly. They, you know, last season was the one where they really figured out, okay, here's how we can do this thing consistently and keep getting weirder and yeah. weirder. And I think in season 3 they definitely know how to do that, and I think they're kind of falling back into doing it the right way the last few episodes.
0: So that's the end of the episode like, Maine, what do you think of the end tag? We get a little bit more of the puppet show. I think
1: it's funny. In the end, it's, it's, it's really funny with uh, Britta and uh, Jeff watching the puppet show and being super into it. I love it.
0: It's cute that Annie gets involved with it this time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that they've been probably making them watch it for, like, a half hour or longer. Yeah. And, and Britta's like, we should probably make them stop this. And they said that this was inspired <laughs> by, I think, Megan Gans was the one who said that she was at like a hipster party and people did this and like made people watch f- it people made them watch them do a puppet show at this like hipster party that so she weird do, which almost makes this end tag even funnier
1: well what makes me laugh so much about britta's line is is she's like do you think in like five minutes or so we should stop like not right now she's like "We'll let them keep going a little bit but <laughs> they've they've kept them entertained stopped. Mm-hmm. And they they brought
0: Jeff to slight tears uh, because he really liked Horsepot 3000. A little silly, yeah. but it's a funny one. It's a slight end tag. It almost is the problem that I've had with other ones where I wish instead of going back to a bit from the mm-hmm. episode, they do, and they often do, like an end tag that's just its own bit. But yeah. this is still funny. I still like
1: it. I think so too. I
0: wonder how much they had to pay to show the actual Star Wars logo on those sheets. I'm sure there was copyright on that.
1: There's gotta be right.
0: But that's the end of the episode, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Talking through it, I think I liked it more and found more to appreciate yeah, about it. Definitely, I like this one. Ooh, I think th- it's Remedial Chaos Theory, and then damn near a tie for me with Competitive Ecology in this one.
1: Yeah, I think that for me, it's it's gonna be Remedial Chaos Theory, Advanced Gay, and then probably this one above Ecology.
0: It's a good episode. It's a solid episode, and it's giving me more faith that season three is going to continue to go weirder, but it's still got so much heart and so mm-hmm. much of the the laughs that make community what it is that I'm happy. Let's talk MVP. Okay. I have a couple honorable mentions. Sure. Uh, and first, I'll get the upset out of the way. I have an honorable mention for Dean Craig Pelton. Uh, this is the most he's been focused on maybe in an episode yet, and he really sells it. Uh... The reason I'm not going to give it to him is, although he's one of my favorite parts of the episode, I don't think it's his episode, Sure. I also want to give an honorable mention to Jeff. I think Jeff, the straight man to any comedic duo is just as important as the -the off-the-wall zany one, and every joke that Jim Rash has that sings in this episode is because of how well Joel plays off of him, Mm -hmm. and so I want to give Jeff a shout-out, and I also really like the fake-out in the beginning. But my MVP this week is going to be Annie, yeah. because I think this episode gets Annie in a way that they don't always, and they do it really well, and she gets to stand up for herself. She's growing up. Uh, I, I'm sad, because I know it'll probably regress again in a future episode, but as for this episode, I thought it did Annie just about as well as they could have. I really like the plot line that she has and the way that she fits into all the parts of the episode. So it's Annie for me. What about you?
1: Um, I definitely Annie was my honorable mention. I think she's sure. great in this. Um, I also think Jeff deserves some recognition. He was really good in this episode. Um, I gave it to Dean Pelton though. That was sure. you know I I was easy tossed I get up it. between the first ones, but yeah, I That's just he I said was so upset. funny. I could have easily given it to. I him. was pretty sure you were going to go with the Dean until the yeah yeah really good. But good episode overall, like really solid. I'm happy. I would that say this is a is borderline that, great episode. This is yeah. a.
0: Like, for most of the episode, it's a B-plus for me, but then the montage that puts all of it together, so seamlessly, it's borderline A-minus.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with
0: that. What do we got to do to end this thing up? Next week, we're talking about a phenomenal and bizarre episode, documentary filmmaking. Someone please tell me if it's, like, if you put a little spin on it with, like, a redo or if it's redux. But it's the second documentary filmmaking episode. It's the one where they make a commercial for Greendale. Uh, Troy and Britta say... Uh, what is it? Meeting new people or uh, t- meeting different people. High five like a hundred times. Yeah. It's where Jeff falls into the role of Dean Craig Pelton. It's a f- f- good episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm super s- excited. So excited to get into it. Send us in trivia episode MVP and your favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do here, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. As little as five bucks gets you weekly extra content. Uh, I've been going around some ideas in my head. I think I'm going to be thinking up some extra content for the Patreon real soon. You also get the live pre-show every week. You get the show early every week. And it helps support us in all kinds of ways. And there's all kinds of ways to support us over there. Steven, where can the people hang out with us if they're, uh, you know, more the looking for a ride on the side of the road type?
1: You know, if you want to hashtag Annie's Move Us... Uh, you can find us on Twitter at you can't Disappod. We're also on Instagram at Can'tDisappointPodcast, hashtag Annie's Move, um, and we're also on Facebook and YouTube under the name You Can't Disappoint a Podcast hashtag Annie's Move. Tweet Thank it. you
0: everyone for joining us. Tweeting it, I love doing this. I love hopping into Greendale every week. And Stephen, you're special. Aww. What, what's my percentage at the end of this episode? Did I hold up very well?
1: I think you you brought it back up, so you probably ended about like twelve to thirteen percent nicer.
0: Wow, and that's, that's solid. That's like eighty percent nicer than I've ever been to you.
1: It's true. From inside
0: the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. Get vaccinated. The CDC's saying wear your mask again in crowded places, so keep wearing your mask. Uh, we love you. Don't huff we love paint you a lot. unless you're intending to huff paint. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Stephen, and we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah. Baby, I can face him and i can the you to a to from a rose on the <laughs>